Well, I think we're on. We're on? I think so. I'm on. Check one, two. Eh, I'm sure it sounds fine. Maybe. I don't hear me. I don't have my headphones on because I forgot them. So I, have that I would put this more upstairs. between you guys. Between us. Yeah, between you. There's no space in between us. Well, you can move stuff. No, I meant that uh, literally we've occupied the space that would be between us. Butt mm. cheek to butt cheek here. That noise you're hearing is David unburying his dinner. Because we've had <laughs> an interesting <laughs> evening. David locked his uh, keys in his car. Mm-hmm. He spent a good half hour standing outside on the road watching him fish for him. <laughs> well, with you guys. I was there a lot longer. Yeah. At least we got there. How long did you wait until you texted us or something? I texted you guys as soon as I went to uh, Pat Ann's. Oh. <laughs> so you went and got your food first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good because I figured I could at least eat my fries mm-hmm. while I waited. <laughs> So wait, did a dog try and steal your food? Is that what happened? I'm sorry, I'm just. Or did you just go up to somebody's door and ask for a wire hanger? I went up to somebody's door and asked for a wire hanger. Okay. <laughs> Why do you think somebody's dog tried to steal my food? I don't know, because you had the bag with you and a part of me. Because I didn't said, want to leave it at the car. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I saw a couple dog walkers, and I could picture like a dog just getting antsy. Yeah, <laughs> that smells awfully good. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna eat these fries and then I'm gonna cue the music. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. What? <laughs> That's the sound of David taking a dick. Lovely. Alright, hitting stop. Jumper. Yeah, the, no. the top of her suit things or boobs are hanging out. Gotcha. So, um, how are we going to do this? Oh, the Doctor Who thing? Yeah, because my idea was to do like small episodes. Okay. But considering it's now almost 10 o'clock, I think we should just go for it. Do the balls whole thing. Deep. Yeah. Oh. Excuse me. Balls deep breath. So. <laughs> I don't even get that. I don't know. <laughs> Balls this, deep. This isn't right even now. wet anymore. It's like it's all like soaked up and dried up. <laughs> That's what she said. What was the name? Of, <laughs> what was the name of the episode of Doctor? Of the first episode of Doctor Who? Deep breath. Deep breath. Balls deep. Balls deep. deep breath. <laughs> I see. I see. I see the logic. Yeah, all right. But anyways, <laughs> welcome back to Kind of Effort Show. It's, it's been a while since. The, the three of us have been here. I'm I'm David West. I'm David Gilman. I'm Chance Huber. Yeah, I, I, there wasn't anything happening in the month of September. I know, right? Or hell, I, I, the last time I was in a movie theater was Ninja Turtles. Right? Same here. You didn't even see Ghostbusters? I figured you'd go yeah, see that. I, I didn't go see Ghostbusters. I mm. wanted to. Mm. Didn't. Mm, yeah, I thought about it, but my new, where I'm at now... It's expensive. It's not expensive, it's just that 
part of my it's not as easy to get to a movie theater no. uh, now, like I'm not like five minutes away from like the downs. Yeah. yeah now and now my brain sort of goes eh. <laughs> you gotta pay for parking that's the only that's a bigger bitch no I'm not even talking about going down to the, the Circle Center Mall I'm not like going down to Greenwood like we normally do oh no that's too far <laughs> Castleton's closer than that is it really it probably mm-hmm. is well I didn't even think about that that one has an IMAX, though, so you'd probably normally go down to that anyways. Yeah. If you go to the IMAX. Yeah. Which we normally do. Yeah, you know? still kind of far. Yeah. Yeah, that, Noble's will definitely not work. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's the, the HDR thing for The Hobbit. Yeah, that's very true. Mm. Um, so oh, I yeah. guess, I guess, uh, normally we would record an episode for each episode of Doctor Who, but it's been kind of hard getting everybody together. Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody's working multiple jobs and moving, moving. <laughs> That's right. Life has gotten in the way. Yes. Fucking life. No. Especially, I mean, before it was fine because if like one of you two couldn't make it, I had Gabe. But now Gabe's working two jobs. <laughs> opposite shift of what I'm working. Yeah. I'm working two jobs. <laughs> so it's been a pain. Yeah, but. Now me and Chance live in the same building, yeah. so we're sort Pretty of... cool. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely helps, so <laughs> hopefully we'll be recording on a weekly basis. I'll just have to come over here, which is fine. Yeah. So anyway, um, I just want to get this out of the way, just to express myself a little bit. Ninja Turtles was a giant piece of shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about it. That's very fair. I, did you see it? No. I left the theater so angry. <laughs> I, I have gone back and forth over whether or not I want to go pay to see that movie in theaters. And, don't pay. And yeah, I don't. I just... You know, I didn't walk out mad. I walked out like, oh, that was better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think that. That was, yeah. They just, uh, what they did to Splinter's origin and Shredder's like, yeah, relationship. Well, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't it's, make sense. Uh, Actually, what doesn't make most sense is how the fuck does Splinter know who Shredder was? Yeah. There's absolutely... Shredder attacks the lair and he's like, oh, it's the Shredder. I and mean, like, how the fuck do you know who that is? I mean, yeah. It, you, you could, I mean, yeah, the guy's walking in a giant mech suit with a shit ton of fucking blades and stuff on it. You would probably volunteer to fight him then, I guess. But, yeah, you shouldn't know who the fuck he is. No. It's just, yeah, it, it was a lot of logical inconsistencies. I mean, the origin story of those uh, guys don't make a lot of sense in the first place. And they just managed to fuck it up even further. <laughs> well, I think they have just gone with the reincarnation, or is that too deep? Yeah, for a Michael Bay movie, movie, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Did you get a whiff of that bourbon again? Yeah, I did. Would you guys like to try it? Sure. David West is currently drinking some Sun King. um, King's Reserve. That's a special shit. Whip fight. Whip fight. Ale aged in bourbon barrels. So a rich toffee flavor takes a Burt Lancaster sized twist with the addition of pecan and semi sweet chocolate. Man. You know, it's really interesting how that works Whoa. the barrel aging. I don't know. You smell the chocolate, Jesus. So when you like when you put a whiskey into a barrel over the course of the aging process, it'll expand and contract due to temperature change. And so the wood will soak up more and 
process of the whiskey as you go. And after a couple of years of that process, you're left with a barrel that's got whiskey still sitting in the wood pores, and that's why you put other mm-hmm. alcohols in there to, to ferment them and suck some of the flavor out. Yeah, New Day oh does some. God. I know, right? Bourbon aged uh, meads that are normally pretty good. Anything with whiskey is awesome. Yeah, they're doing a. Uh, for Black Friday, they're doing like a, a limited run of their. Imperial Breakfast Magpie, oh, which nice. is like the coffee raspberry yeah. mead aged in bourbon barrels. That went down like chocolate milk. Uh, yeah. Holy that shit. That is really good. Chocolate milk with whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is... That was awesome. <laughs> I can go to sleep now. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. time to end Beer Corner. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go on all day. We can talk beer all day. Just, just well, yeah, we all work it. The corner I jerk off into while y'all talk about beer. Gets me all excited. Now, all of us work at breweries now. Mine's secondary at winery, I guess. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even so. Uh, yeah, Chance and I are drinking the Oktoberfest lager from Sun King. It's damn tasty, isn't it? It's pretty tasty. Yeah, it does go down pretty good. Mm. So yeah, great vibe. What we're currently here gathered to talk about is uh, Doctor Who. So start that up. Um, general opinions so far. Um, Should we go each episode? We go general opinions. Like overall, I'm not too impressed. <laughs> yeah, we can tell by the uh, hesitation to start on the subject. Yeah. Um, I feel like the last two episodes, last two episodes, have been they've been finding the right stride. Yeah. Like, well, it, hell, listens being called a classic, like an instant classic. So, yeah, I would like to watch that one again because they were. There were a lot of gray areas for me, where like where that I yeah. thought that they made weird plot decisions mm-hmm. to just to pay off, the for all well, just for the payoff of the episode, where I thought there could have been like a lot more depth to the story, or, yeah. like underlying plot lines that could have been pulled from that and extrapolated throughout the season. And uh, yeah, there were some I don't know, logical inconsistencies with the episode that were a little too. And it didn't help that, like, at the beginning, they're, they're t- he's talking about this idea of something being there, mm-hmm. you know, out of sight and stuff. And like, the entire time he's talking about that at the beginning, mm-hmm. both of us were like, the, the silence. Yeah. We, you've already... Yeah, they've had these. Yeah. You've done this before? This yeah. sounds vaguely... <laughs> well, I, feel, I, I do kind of feel that way with uh, Into the Dalek as well, the second mm-hmm. episode. I feel like it just repeated everything that was done in Chris Ep- uh, Chris Eccleston's first Dalek story. Dalek. Mm. It yeah. hit a lot of the same beats. And even visually, there's a damaged Dalek chained up. Right. And you, you put them in it's almost the exact same framing. And you're just kind of... Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Granted, I mean, they take it a step farther and actually go into them in this one. But mm. even some of the stuff he was saying same in that episode. Yeah. Well, we talked about this a little bit, and that is that this this season was kind of not put together with Peter Capaldi in mind. Yeah, that's how I feel. 
so I'm mm. I want to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt that you know they're scrambling. They probably did a lot of last minute work to put together some of these scripts and some mm. of these things like adjusting them for Capaldi specifically and. So what you mean? Well, Matt I guess Smith I, didn't announce. He was kind of late on letting the them know. The scripts were probably already commissioned. They were probably okay. already in the writing process. Is my guess. Mm. So I could see that causing issues. I don't know if that's true, obviously, but it would definitely explain some things. You know, if every all of a sudden things had to be reworked. Hmm. I suppose I'm not entirely sure how having Matt Smith in these stories really changes them that much, though. Well, well I, I think it's somewhat... So, even within uh, Into the Dalek, I just kind of felt like Peter's Doctor was just kind of generic. It didn't really mm-hmm. feel like he had... Like, all the character traits he had in Deep Breath weren't there anymore, to an extent. Hmm. Yeah, I, I gotta say, so far, I'm not really too impressed with Capaldi as a Doctor. Huh? I mean, I don't really... I don't like him as much as I did the other ones, like, immediately. Like, him, yeah. I'm just, I don't, there's nothing about him that really grabs me, mm-hmm. that, that really makes me interested in what's going on. I can see that. I mean, I, like I said, I stopped watching that Robin Hood episode. Which about is odd. <sighs> I, I really liked the uh, Robots of Sherwood. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, hell, even there's a recent fan vote on DotWhoTV.com. Uh, it was ranked uh, Mark Gatiss' best episode. Which is kind of surprising. Huh. But going back and looking, I mean, he did uh, uh, the uh, Charles Dickens episode in season one. That was better. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, he did. Uh, that was the show that won me over to this because just, I don't know. It, 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 that's the third episode of the season, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. It went from the plastic people, where it's kind of like, okay, then to the uh, the end of the world. Yeah. That was interesting. And then I saw the Charles Dickens episode, and I realized what this show could be and what yeah. it could do, and it finally really made me interested in it. Um, yeah, I thought that was really well done. Um, and then he did uh, the uh, shit, uh, the season two episode, the Idiot's Lantern. That's with fun. The, uh, with the TVs and sucking people's faces off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> with the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, then he didn't write again until season five. And he did uh, the Dalek episode uh, with uh, World, one of the World War II planes in space or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I think that one's pretty terrible. There's aspects of it I like, but. Yeah. Oh, I think for the most part I liked it. I don't like. Uh, the scientist in there who was a robot who they had to mm. cure with love when he was about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> they tend to do that with the show. I mean, it happened with the cyber when Craig was going to be turned into a Cyberman. Right. Mm. Like, here's his baby son crying. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to planet. And then he wrote, I believe it was Hyde in season six, with the. Mm. Uh, that, oh, that was the apartment complex one. Yeah. 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 That was um, creepy. I, I, no, wait. It was Hyde in season seven episode. The one with the, uh, the the haunted house one. I don't know, David. Oh, no. you, you know more about this than we do. <laughs> well, he wrote the one with the peg people at the apartment complex. 
mm-hmm. in season six, which was okay. I, it was just kind of generic, I thought. And then in season seven, he wrote Cold War. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that it was, was high. It was high in season okay. six. He wrote Cold War and then The Crimson Horror. Which I don't remember. It's the one where they were turned into candies and they had a mask for me. Yeah. What? Do you not remember that? I don't remember. Matt Smith was like frozen and they were turning like. I don't know. I can't really. That kind of rig was in it. Don't worry about it. It was a bad thing. They got turned into candy? And kind I, of. It, that's it was like some sort of classic you. thing. It wasn't good. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, going back to the, the season premiere, um, Deep Breath. I felt as if there were like too many ideas happening at once. Mm-hmm. Just like like I don't know the idea of the T Rex and the the things. It was out of place. Out of place. Thrown no away. Yeah, and it was thrown away really quick. I mean, it's just one of those things where a dinosaur and the Thames, if treated correctly, could be a TV episode of its own. Yeah. Just the idea of Victorian London trying to deal with the fact there was a giant monster in the river or something. Not the first time. <laughs> the giant Cyberman stopping yeah. through Victorian London. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody seems to yeah, remember that. Don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, that was sort of out of place. Th- that episode, I, I feel, as if it did have the best instances of the Doctor for me. Like the the scene in the alley where he's trying to figure out where who he's he with is. the homeless guy who yeah. is Elizabeth Slade's hus- uh, husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The late Elizabeth Slade's husband. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. That, that was a really good piece of acting from him. I mean, yeah, that was my sort of favorite... That's probably my favorite episode of the season, which isn't really saying that much, because ultimately, like, the the, the clockwork um, yeah. alien robot things or whatever, I mean, they're pretty boring bad guys. Yeah, definitely I mean, not as entertaining as the first time we had them. Yeah, just that whole plot, the plot of that episode was just boring. Well, we're watching it. I've watched it three times now. And I, I feel like it was too long. The episode mm-hmm. was too long. Yeah. Because it, it was an hour and a half runtime in that first episode. Mm-hmm. And it, it feels like an hour and a half. <laughs> until, which, I, where is that time at? Where, like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel... Yeah, it's kind of interesting to compare it to Matt Smith's uh, uh, first episode because it feels as if there's a hell of a lot more happening mm-hmm. in that Matt Smith episode. Yeah. And it's a shorter runtime. It's just that, that that episode just seems so packed of events and the way it's it non stop ma- excitement. Uh huh. It, it's just it, it all leading up to that awesome moment of Matt Smith walking through that that that, that projection oh, yeah. of the doctors. I mean, uh-huh. that was that was perfect. And he had that <laughs> "I am the doctor" moment. You know, mm-hmm. it was just like mm-hmm. by the end of that first episode, you're like, "All right, he's the doctor. This is the doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent behind this man." Yeah. I- Capaldi's still, uh, it seems like the character that he's playing is still searching out the identity, mm-hmm. though. It's like He's still trying to find he's, out who he is. Uh, he keeps asking, you know, who am I? Am I a good man? Like, talking about mm-hmm. um, things that he's done in the past, and I think uh, even the, the, the most recent one, Listen, where turns supposedly turns out he's just suffering from fear of the dark. Like, he's having nightmares and he doesn't want to own up to them. It just shows this insecurity and mm. like his him being unsure of himself in in entirety and maybe that's why he doesn't really feel like the doctor yet I don't know if 
maybe he's just going to be an old man with Alzheimer's for the rest of the season. Hmm. Well, I also feel like uh, when the change happened in uh, Deep Breath, uh, I feel like before Matt Smith's cameo, we almost had a completely different doctor than after that call. Because hmm. I, I feel like he became more calm and collective there towards the end of the episode. And maybe, maybe it was even before then when he's talking to uh, the half-faced man in the... Mm. When he's trying to talk skin. him into... Jumping? Yeah. That was a good scene, too. Just him, I don't know, sort of calmly trying oh. to talk him into doing one thing or the other. It was, I don't know, it was interesting because it did have a sense of menace about it that mm-hmm. I haven't seen from him since. Yeah. It, it was, I mean, he's been pretty cold, like, when they were inside the Dalek. He pretty much ran away as somebody died. Mm-hmm. And he sacrificed, like, when the uh, the, the the stupid idiot at the beginning of mm-hmm. the uh, incursion into the, doc, the Dalek um, shot the, the wall or whatever the fuck yeah. happened. Like, you know, he didn't care that the guy was dying. He he was just using it as a thing to be like, okay, we can go here. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, he, he's he's definitely has, has a coldness to him. Yeah, that... And he's no longer trying to get in Clara's pants. Was he trying to get in Clara's <laughs> pants beforehand? That, was he? He was the, still married. And my, we, never got, we never got closure with River. I digress. <laughs> was he trying to... I digress. We didn't get closure with River. Well, no. It was like seasons beforehand when Tenet saw her. But. <laughs> okay. 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 I, I don't agree with you, Gilman. I think he's still after her. It's just now he has a new strategy, and that is to degrade her <laughs> at every possibility. <laughs> And like trying. Well, it works for some people. That's what I'm saying. He's trying to incite that that I have daddy issues thing, and then he's gonna manipulate her by telling her she's ugly all the time. Poor girl. It was kind of funny. That and... bothers me. I'm like, he's really pisses me off about this this season thus far. Is why he keeps telling her how ugly she is. That's not nice. Yeah, it, it is. It was kind of funny the last episode when she like saw her behind. I was like, is that what I look like when I walked in? It's kind of like, yeah, that's exactly what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Clara is a companion. She doesn't exactly seem like a, an actual character to me sometimes. I, I feel like she's gotten a lot better this season. It's just, I think part of the issue is that a lot of the companions, at least before Moffat, I guess, mm-hmm. they always had something pulling them home or something. Yeah. Like, there was always a conflict about them going out with the doctor. Um, And that sort of continued with Amy until after she got married with Rory. And then after that, it just became, you know, appointments with the doctor or something like that to go off and have adventures. Which still happens. I I don't know why that's all all of a sudden become a thing where he just drops his companions back off at home and Mm -hmm. just pops in and out whenever. Yeah. I, I I don't get that. Why it's like that? Yeah, it, I mean, it takes some of the conflict away from the show, because Rose always had that thing about you know Mickey and her mom, and, mm-hmm. you know, and her running off and so on and so forth. And the first time she comes back, it, they oops, and it was a year later. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there was. I feel as if Davies was sort of better at playing with the the status quo of the companions or mm-hmm. something like that. Moffat did okay with Amy during that uh, first season, season five, 
with the whole her getting married and mm. stuff while she's just running off with the doctor. That was that was interesting. There was mm. something for them to do. Sixth season there was to a certain degree, but it kind of was taken away. It, it, there, there wasn't like an earthly anchor to it yeah. because there, it was their kid taken from them by aliens and so forth. And then in the seventh season, there wasn't really much of anything for them to do during that no. first half. No. And Clara wasn't wasn't a character. She was a plot point yeah. that mm-hmm. for him to figure out. Yeah. Otherwise, she didn't do any of She was still kind of a plot point throughout the rest of her half, too. Yeah. So I, I, she doesn't feel like a, a fleshed-out person. The closest we've gotten is her interactions with uh, uh, Danny Pink. Yeah. Uh, Which I, I like, Danny. Yeah, I, I think my favorite portion of the season so far, hands down, is the doctor wasn't even in the scenes, but yeah. just seeing Danny at the beginning of the second episode, uh-huh. uh, um, and what's going on with him? Like he seems like a legitimately interesting character because of his his military experience and uh, um, having that sort of contrast with the idea that he's a, a, a school teacher now, mm-hmm. and how like. You know, the scene where a kid asks him if he ever killed somebody, it, it you know, it felt awkward, but it, I don't know. It, that, that was a good moment. That was an interesting moment. That was, It's not a moment you actually really see in a lot of other things, yeah. like them, I don't know. Like, normally, if you look, uh, a lot of pieces of entertainment, when they look at somebody who's come back from a war and stuff, mm-hmm. it's, it's a little exaggerated, and it's not really placed in... A, you know scenes that are normally monotonous like you know a school building or something like that but having that introduced in that setting is interesting mm. I, I feel like they just changed well I feel like Clara's to an extent still a plot point because now we got her whole relationship with Pink laid out for us in that one episode oh yeah it like basically this is gonna work out. <laughs> yeah, the rest of, uh, well, yeah, so she's she's got that now. She has that reason to stay behind. But if he's gonna be a companion as well, then it's just more of a reason to tag along everywhere mm-hmm. if they're gonna go together. But that's if he has, does end up actually like joining the crew. Well, I, I have to assume so because we were just told in the last episode that they were gonna get married and have children, and that later on their grandchild or great grandchild or something oh, that affected to be a time traveler. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, think, I could definitely see him taking like a trip or two, but I don't know if we'll ever get him full time on the TARDIS. Like Rory? Yeah. Um, um, you know, it's kind of interesting uh, criticizing her as a companion, even though in the last episode it's arguable that Moffat made her the companion. The boss. No, yeah. boss dog. Well, well, just with the interaction with the, the, in the bedroom? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, with the the child doctor, well, he made her the most important companion well, to ever to the doctor. He did already with the whole her going throughout his history yeah. and right, yeah, know, dicking around or whatever the fuck she did. <laughs> uh, which, all right, this is this is gonna be just me being picky. <laughs> Does it count as multiple? By having sex with multiple partners, if they're just different versions of the same person, <laughs> just, just a thought there. Um, was that Bard not on Gallifrey? Oh fuck if I know. <laughs> because 
Okay, Gallifrey's in a pocket universe. Well, okay, wait a minute. It, it should be time-locked. I they thought they unlocked it. Didn't they unlock it during well, the... Or whatever the fuck... Oh, what the fuck did they do during the Day of the Doctor? They put it... It's in a pocket universe. They, they okay, took it out, so, of, out of... Okay. All our right. universe. Well, I don't... Okay, so... So, technically, it should never have been time-locked. Okay. Well, the fr- uh, the barn... Uh, the War Doctor went mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So it may have been another planet. Yeah, that's my, that's my guess. Well, that probably makes sense. Yeah. And I actually have a good idea of when this scene takes place. It's right after David Tennant's doctor tells us that they have to look into the untempered schism of time and look into the time vortex and that he ran away crying. Okay. I, I think it takes <laughs> place right after that. I think that's like... I think it fits. What episode is that? Um, something with the master in it. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's the the, the first. Well, after Utopia. But the first part of that two parter in season three. Okay. When he's sitting around talking to. It's likely. Martha and, and Jack. Why does it have to take place there? I, I just well, think it fits. The so the two to, pe- the two people that walk into the barn. Say something to the effect of why can't why doesn't he sleep with the rest of the boys? Uh-huh. And to, and they seemed more like they didn't seem very familial, like with the way they were talking to him. Well, yeah, it's and like they were he saying was... how he wouldn't become a time lord; he was going to have to be something else uh, in the military, yeah. which was in contrast. Well, yeah, which dealt with the, his relationship with the military to a certain degree, and why uh, the Dalek episode he turned his nose yeah. down. At the uh, the the military person mm-hmm. who wanted to come with him, mm-hmm. and is probably going to cause conflict when Danny eventually starts yeah. flying around. Um, I don't know. I just think it takes place. Like it makes sense that it could fit there. At least pretty close. Well, I guess I just don't. I don't. It's not important. Yeah. Just a bit of. I don't understand what you're really trying to get at. I guess like no, just a, we doubt we don't expect it to be explained at, mm-hmm. at any time <laughs> in the near future. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with it, but I just thought it was a neat little bit mm. that lined up in my head, you know, like, oh, okay, two events in his childhood that could very well be connected Okay. that we've, that we've seen. Um, what was I? I forget where I was going to go with it. Um, anyways, let's uh, move to a different topic. Um, since Listen was the most recent episode, um, I'm just curious on your opinion... Was there a monster? Did they encounter a monster in that episode? Well, in the bedroom, they did. Okay. I mean, well, yeah, in Danny's bedroom, they did. Which is part of my issue. I mean, if they hadn't actually sort of physically interacted with that thing, mm-hmm. I'd probably be fine. But uh, there was, they did. So it doesn't. That's why they lost me at the end. Yeah, so, it, it's so, a it's a big detail, cons- considering the ending of the episode where there aren't any monsters, or okay. supposedly there aren't any monsters. All right, so there's that one. Uh-huh. Was there anything outside the ship? That I that we don't know for sure because we never see anything. Yeah. This is all opinion. This is all yeah. opinion based here. Yeah, I mean there could have been, and it may not even have been connected to anything. Yeah, and then Clara. I think what the episode's getting at is everyone has their monsters. It doesn't 
everybody has shares a nightmare, but everybody has their own monsters. I think that's mm-hmm. the point of the episode. Yeah. Hmm. It, uh, I after we talked about it, and you mentioned that I could, I could buy into that, but w- while watching it, at the end, it kind of bothered me that. It, it made it sound. It made it seem like we were going to have the payoff be well. We discovered this alien race of uh, that can mm-hmm. hide from, like hide from anything, and mm-hmm. and then you get. And even even going back to, uh, like the doctor talking to the uh, the clerk at the orphanage or whatever that was, uh, he's talking to him, and then he takes his coffee and disappears right after talking. That's just yeah. another example of okay, this guy's really like frightened about what just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that that's what the episode is trying to 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 tell you that everybody has their own monster, and even uh, at the end of the the very last thing in the episode is uh, Capaldi underlining listen, like he like I think that's Moffat trying to tell you the answers are here in the episode if you're looking for them. Mm. That's just what I. That's what I got from it. Hmm. I guess it's a valid interpretation of the episode. Yeah. And I, I, I like that. I, I think that's a great answer to to the question. You know, I think that really works. Hmm. And if you look at it that way, I, I can't really find any fault, any criticism of that. No, if well. it's if it's totally self-contained, then then everything in the story works out, but if they try to hash it, if they try to piece it together at any other point in the in the season, like, they try to have that as a continuous I, I don't think part of the be. story, then it wouldn't... I, I really don't think it will be. I think it will be pretty self-contained, except for, of course, Clara and Danny's relationship, of course, but... That makes me wonder what the hell was in Danny's room. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that was there's a very actually, creepy... There's actually a, uh, a short story that Moffat did, a Doctor Who short story... Uh, for something like some like not a novella series or something, and that's what people think he was. It's a similar type mm-hmm. monster, so uh, I I can't give more detail on it on it because I don't, I don't know. But mm-hmm. evidently it could be a. That was such a scary reaction. part of it of the, of the story that <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, you should always look at that. Nobody actually, none of them actually saw that monster. Yeah, they refused to look at it, but they yeah. they did use like. Some very blurred. Yeah, there's something. There's something back there that you can, we, we can just it. see out of focus. Yeah, I thought they did see it. They didn't. No, they because the doctor kept telling him, "Do not look," because yeah. what what's gonna happen when the creature that can't be seen and is seen? Like, what's his reaction gonna be? Hmm. Well, that, well, I thought they saw it like under the blanket. Like they didn't yeah, actually they, look at it, uh, but yeah, they they yeah, saw yeah. it under the blanket. Yeah, they saw the the Danny's erection rise from the bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I remember that uh, series of jokes yeah. going. Referencing back to uh, the girl in the fireplace, clockwork robots were hiding under her bed. Yeah. She was terrified of them. Everybody's mm-hmm. had that moment. Mm-hmm. Everybody's had their own monster. So, that brings up the question of what is it that the Doctor's going to do in this next episode that he's never done before. Oh, that's not the next episode. Oh, well... The next one's Time Heist. Uh, the oh, ride, the bank thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, bank, the bank job. <laughs> Which could be interesting. That could be fun. It could be fun, yeah. 
Um, there's an episode coming up. I think it's episode seven. Uh, it's uh, something like uh, Kill the Moon or something like that's the name of it. Uh, the writer of it is saying that he wrote something in it that he's never seen the Doctor do before. He's never done anything like it before. And he doesn't know how the fans are going to react to that. Hmm. I have no idea what it could be. Chance thinks he's going to bone somebody, and you'll see it on screen. <laughs> I don't think they're going to do that. It's a child show. Why not? <laughs> he, he, I'm wondering if maybe he hits Clara. Beats Holy shit. That would be fucking intense. Right? That clockwork guy did get impaled on big men. At the end of episode We all agree on that, right? The doctor pushed him. Well, whether verbally or physically, yes, he was responsible (laughs) for the the death of said robot. I physically pushed the robot. I I guess that sort of depends on where the robot ended up. Like, if the robot, like, killed himself. He ended up in heaven. The promise <laughs> or whatever the hell that is. Do you think that's the uh, like uh, the master or something like that? I think that? it's the Ronnie, maybe. I don't no, know. Time lady. Okay. <laughs> if you look at the outline or like the layout, it does kind of look like it could possibly it could be a TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Things are there. <laughs> mm-hmm. What things? Are it's there? a square. It has a fountain shaped thing in the middle. Could mm-hmm. easily be a TARDIS with a perception filter or something on it. Yeah. And then what? She and it would make sense to rescue them. Yeah, right. That's yeah. possible. The doctor's done it. I mean, he's building you? an army to fight the doctor. Well, who's supposedly your boyfriend? Or bone the doctor? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> All right, everybody, hold them down. <laughs> doctor, um, the doctor's gonna scream rape for the first time ever. I uh, I actually read an interesting theory that uh, people saying that the promised land could be Gallifrey. Okay. Which, uh, I guess it's possible. <laughs> what do you guys think we should get Gallifrey back? Should it be this year? Or should it be ten years down the road? Uh, I, don't know. I don't know that it's important to the story of the Doctor. I, I'm worried that when he when he goes home, like what's the what's there to be for the show? Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's watching the Doctor travel. A lot of people <laughs> complain that it kind of takes, since the day of the Doctor, that it kind of takes that sadness away from him a little bit with because he now knows the Gallifrey's still mm-hmm. around and there's no longer that uh, sorrow mm. so I don't know haters man I don't know <laughs> do you think we'll ever get a moment where Capaldi like just kind of pops back to pick up Claire or something and it's just some sort of vague mention of you know, when he teams up with all his 12 other versions to do the calculations. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Just some sort of uh, aside. Like, yeah, I did this and this. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. That would be awesome. I could, see, I could actually see Moffat doing something like that. Or maybe it would be something I could see more being done to uh, Russell T. Davies because Davies did that all the time. Mm-hmm. Referenced other adventures that don't pay off until... The Virgin Queen. (laughs) Because hell, that was what season uh, season three when we first get that, and she's mad at him Mm -hmm. after he deals with the (laughs) witches and Shakespeare. Mm. That was good. The day of the Doctor. Yeah, day of the Doctor was great. Yeah, 
Um, you know, actually, I was uh, I was thinking to myself, I could go from Day of the Doctor to Deep Breath and not be upset. Just <laughs> <laughs> skip that horrible Christmas special. <laughs> skip the horrible Christmas special because we'll just be like, oh, there's there's a new Doctor. What? Well, the same way the Pat and Oscar gang was, <laughs> and then we get to see Matt say goodbye, mm. and it's all it's all good. Mm. It all works. <laughs> and you don't have to worry about the horribly condensed. The season worth of story, though, took place in one episode. <laughs> well, did you have anything? Um, I, I, I feel like there is more we can talk about. More uh, complaints. More complaints. <laughs> um, well, no, because I, I just rewatched Deep Breath this week because I, I tried to do an audio commentary. I did an audio commentary and it erased on me. Erased on me. Um, but the slapstick in Deep Breath. Yeah, that wasn't unnecessary. Well, yeah, like, I don't know, the beginning was very off-putting. Yeah, and it, it, it happened a lot at the beginning, and then it's dropped like a half hour through. Yeah, and, and then like him running around the roofs of London or whatever, that was pretty annoying. Yeah. I, I didn't mind that. I liked his, I liked him talking to the T-Rex. And... I guess, but it's just one of those things where... I don't know, he's yelling from that far away. Yeah. Is the T Rex really listening? Yeah, right. <laughs> I did like how he tried to bone on T Rex. Yeah, he was totally that. talking that T Rex. <laughs> he was flirting with the T Rex, which the T Rex was way too gigantic. Did anybody else? Well, I don't know. It depends yeah, on how, how. I've never seen a live dinosaur, so I can't say what. It was, it was as tall as Big Ben. Oh, oh, that's what. Sorry, you were talking about that, and I was getting ready to do some jokes about the. the, the Sexual sides of the doctor. Like we were talking about him wanting to have sex with the yeah, dead yeah, dinosaur, yeah, yeah. and I was thinking about well, no, just, if he like committed his sheer size, maybe maybe he has a giant dick. No, 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 no. I, I was thinking like just proportional wise, just his body. If he was willing to go with this whole body, he <laughs> might be able to do something. It's like a motion where oh, his head is outside and he's sort of pushing up and down with his arm. <laughs> Jesus. Alright. That's called a tricep dip, sir. <laughs> and the interesting thing is that he, he would have his feet in there, so he would be able to. <laughs> Wiggle all there's, ten there, toes. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot that you could do with that. With that. We're at a bar. <laughs> I just went there. Um, but no, I was talking about just the gigantic fucking T Rex. I've seen, yeah, I've seen yeah. skeletons of T-Rex. Yeah, yeah. They're not as, as tall as Big Ben. Yeah, as soon as I saw the T-Rex, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> big, big, big fucking big. But their cringeworthy moment, uh, the fucking sound effect when Vasper knocked him out. Um, Most cartoonish bonk. moment ever. It was fucking cringeworthy. <laughs> um, Clara getting hit in the head with a newspaper. Yeah. That was stupid. <laughs> the doctor falling oh, out of the tree. Yeah. That's silly. Yeah. The doctor getting hit in the nuts by a sonic screwdriver. Four instances that should not have been in Doctor Who. <laughs> all in one episode. Um, all in one episode. I don't know what to say. It's like they let an American write that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels like that. It doesn't feel... Uh, 
I mean, Moffat's been funny. Moffat knows how to be funny mm. without being slapstick. Yeah, without without pandering. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it the American popularity that's been like, well, they like this shit. We need to dumb this down for the people overseas. <laughs> right? And, you know, I feel like we got some of the classic Moffat back in, in uh, Listen with the whole date. It felt a lot like an episode of Coupling. <laughs> I was just like, He's, this is what he's good at. He's good at this. <laughs> Not slapstick comedy. Go write sitcoms again. <laughs> yeah, go, go write sitcoms. Go write a great sitcom again. I love Coupling. Coupling's a great show. It, it was incredibly good, really. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch Coupling, Chance? Yeah, I've seen like five, six episodes of it. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty good. Into um, the Dalek... No complaints. Besides, it just felt a bit generic. It didn't feel. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like it was worth doing. Doing. <laughs> and uh, what happened to the fucking paradigm Daleks? The the Power Ranger Daleks. Well, oh, the iPod. The yeah, the iPod, iPod Daleks. <laughs> what happened to them? Why were they in it? I don't know. Uh, Did enough people complain about them that they got rid of them? The whole Dalek situation is so convoluted at this point where it doesn't really matter to try and question anything happening with it. I know. Because I, they're I supposedly like they gone, then they come out of a suitcase, <laughs> then they become Power Rangers, and it's just... Yeah, well, at least the Power Rangers made sense because they extrapolated pure Dalek DNA into a new race of clone Daleks. I, I, that makes sense for them to come back this time. Mm-hmm. And then somehow they got ships and an asylum. And <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things where you don't... It's like if you start pulling on the thread, yeah, like everything collapses. Even though it really, honestly, shouldn't be that hard to keep track of something like that. Well, I, I, I feel like Russell T Davies did because at least yeah, Khan was always there. Yeah, there was always a way that they kept coming back. Mm-hmm. Now they just pop up whenever the fuck he needs them. Yeah, um, I, I would, I would love for them not to be back for four years. <laughs> and, yeah, I feel like they need time away. Mm. And in that four years, somebody needs to write one hell of a Dalek story, just to just be like, "All right, these guys are a threat again. These mm. guys are going to make you hide behind your couch." Going back to that, yeah. but uh, yeah, they're just not—they're not there anymore. They're not—they're not interesting anymore. There's nothing to them anymore. At least Asylum of the Daleks was interesting. Because it was a bunch of fucking crazy Daleks. Yeah. This was just super generic. And like I said, it just covered the same basis that... I feel like Asylum of the Daleks was only really interesting because of the sudden and surprising introduction of Clara. And yeah, Hood. yeah that, that could that, be too. Because all of a sudden that's driving the idea and of it. Amy and Rory were separated. I thought mm. was a good part of that episode too. Yeah. Um... Episode three, I really don't have any complaints about. Again, I, I really like the robots of Sherwood. I couldn't stand the dialogue. Just of the Merry Men. I don't know, like. I got past the sword fight with the spoon, uh, which was awesome. <laughs> Chance liked it. I thought know. it was funny. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's the doctor. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, I got past that, and then it started going into the villages and stuff. They were getting attacked, and and I was. I was just listening to the dialogue. I think it plays a lot on like the tropes of like Robin Hood and a lot of the 
I don't know. I I, I kept going back to like uh, the opening uh, scene of uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights where the villagers are singing and. Uh, yeah. That's a like comedy. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But that was specifically making fun of the idea of it. And that's why the doctor was like, uh, these people can't be real. Well, they yeah. They cannot be real. Well, I understand that, but also at the same time, you shouldn't be writing in them as if they, they aren't real. Like, it's just... The way the dialogue was delivered, how it was written, it was just one of those things where as soon as the scene was done, I was just like... I honestly don't want to watch this. And you, you stopped until you finished watching it over here. I didn't. Even, I, I couldn't even really pay attention to it because the sound wasn't really that loud. Mm-hmm. I, I could tell what was going on, but you know, yeah, it, I don't know. It just bugged me. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I was in the middle of watching Breaking Bad, yeah. and I'm like, so, so <laughs> you keep watching awesome television. The, like critically acclaimed amazing shit. Yeah, and then I go to try and watch Doctor Who, and I'm like, oh fuck this. Where's Walter White? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Brian Cranston's uh, uh, baseball? He did a, a, a like a six minute thing for TBS because the postseason is about to start, and it's a skit about him putting on a one man show about hmm. the postseason. It's fucking hilarious. Huh. <laughs> My dad was watching Godzilla the other day and hated it. By the way, uh, he was watching it earlier. Right? Yeah, I was. Wa- I didn't finish it yet. But <laughs> uh, how far did he get? Um, they're about to let Gojira take on the two. Okay, so you're far. You're pretty far. Mutos or whatever they call them. So my dad was like, <laughs> they killed off the best person in it. Oh, Brian Cranston. Yeah. 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 yeah, they did. I mean, yeah. If you look at the advertising campaign, that is totally set up as Brian Cranston versus Godzilla. I know, right? And then it's like, oh, oh, no, Godzilla no, it's not. <laughs> now you, you get Brian Cranston. You get Quicksilver versus Mutos. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, my yeah. my dad hated it. He was like, "Yeah, I love the, the ninety eight film so much better." God, God damn it! God damn it! Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not really not. It's really not. And I, mean, I, I like Aaron Taylor Johnson. I think he. I, I, yeah, I he like did him. all right. I mean, yeah, there's some nonsensical things in there, right? Like you're wondering why the the the, the nurse wife is running around. Like she puts the kid on the bus, and she's not even at the hospital. She's just running around town, and you're kind of like. Why didn't he just go with the kid? <laughs> and like his advice, like it's it, 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 on the phone, isn't get the fuck out of there. It's wait for me. I'll be there soon. And you're going, no, no, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. It's no. giant. The fuck you out. saw them fight in Hawaii. They knocked out your fucking train, and then they <laughs> stepped over you. <laughs> One of these things just killed your father. Get the fuck out before the rest of your family's gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, it is a beautiful film. It really is. I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah, quite right. get his complaints. Yeah. Like he was like, uh, "Well, my dad was in the navy, and he was like, they wouldn't just let somebody hop from unit to unit like that." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Here's the worst part about this." I'm just like, "Dad, it's a fucking movie." But no, no, no. it goes to something uh, uh, Bendis has mentioned once. It's like you do your research. So, because somebody out there, somebody who's reading it, somebody who's watching something, is going to notice the inconsistency and is going to be pulled out of the story immediately. Yeah. And you don't want that for the audience. So you do want to be factually co- 
Correct. I think given the circumstances... They probably would have let him on. They probably would have let him on. <laughs> like, all right, well, shit, we have six sure. people. <laughs> Why the fuck not? <laughs> you, have, you have experience with nukes? Yes. Yeah, you're, you're a bomb disposal guy? Okay. okay. Probably a good idea to have you around. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it makes sense. Yeah. Have you watched the Honest Trailer for it yet? No, I haven't. Is it good? The Ken Watanabe stuff is really funny. Oh, <laughs> nice. Awesome. Awesome. But, cool. uh... So, yeah. Did you guys want another drink? You brought more beer. I did bring more beer, and we're only a beer through. Yeah. Well... That's up to you. Well, we, we got about a half hour. It doesn't let you export over an hour and a half. Just for future reference. Wow. Hmm. That's why I've been having issues. I've had to actually cut shit down where we've gone. So you actually had to do some editing? I had to, yeah. <laughs> Just because, like, well, I accidentally posted the episodes out of order. I accidentally posted Planet of the Apes after Guardians. I thought that was weird that the apes showed up afterwards. Was yeah, that, right? uh, that was my bad. <laughs> so I had to edit out the part where we talked about Guardians at the beginning of that. Because I had already posted the Guardians episode. <laughs> Because I had to cut. You could have left it in there. It's like I don't think we repeated to a certain degree. No, because we talked about the prison scene a great deal. I had to. uh, Because it's the only thing we saw. Yeah. (laughs) I had to. uh, I had to cut 15 minutes out of it anyway. So it's like, well, here (laughs) that works. (laughs) Amazing new experience. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much they couldn't do Batman. So they decided to do Green Arrow because yeah. Warner Brothers was pro- probably like, "No, Batman's a uh, Batman's a film uh, property. Property. We, we we can't have him all in, but you know what? We'll let you use some of his villains. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of yeah. his uh, extended family. And even if we do the TV series, we won't make it in the same network, so we can't be on the same. But it, it won't category. even be Batman because it'll be like little kid Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> So you, know you gotta, so you gotta wait ten years before he's back. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, you know what? We'll let you have a Harley Quinn cameo, and then, like, uh, we'll let you write her into an episode, and then, and then tell you you can't use her. <laughs> that happened in season two. Like, you had a cameo of Harley Quinn, and then they were just kind of like, "Yeah, uh, you know how you kind of set her up to be part of the Suicide Squad?" No. Nope. Well, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Tara Strong did the voiceover in that cameo, too. I wonder why they didn't let her do it. Because it her ri- because of Gotham. The, uh-huh. her, the rights are tied up with Gotham. Which, well, okay, honestly, the rights shouldn't really matter at they this point. They shouldn't, because it's all owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah, I mean... Matter. Well, it's the same reason why when uh, Teen Titans was on and uh, the Batman. Mm-hmm. They couldn't have Robin on the Batman until after Teen Titans ended. That's weird. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, yeah, it's not like... That's why Robin doesn't come in until, like, season four of the Batman. You have Batgirl before you have Robin. Yeah, it's not like... I mean, Marvel had to license their, their shit out. Yeah. Warner Brothers hasn't been doing that. Mm-mm. That's weird. They said they put all their shit on different networks. No, but that's odd. All of their shit is on different networks besides The Flash, mm-hmm. which drives me nuts. I watched Constantine. Was it any good? It was awesome. I really hmm. liked the first episode. Hmm. Can't can't say where I watched it because it hasn't aired yet. Mm. But I watched it. It was good. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking more forward to the Flash now. The Flash uh, was awesome. Yeah. Especially now that I think Arrow is good. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, the last episode I saw was the Christmas one where we saw uh, Merlin for the first time. Oh, nice. Right. Yeah. yeah. John Berriman. It's a hot mm-hmm. dude, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I got hugged by him. I might have poked a chub. <laughs> I got hugged by John Berriman. Come on, guys. What are you? I don't know. <laughs> There's a strong possibility. I mean, if I breeze blows too stiffly and I'm not wearing underwear. <laughs> I can so. only imagine what it would have been like if I would have met him the same time I met you, Miles. Sandwich hug. It would have been awesome. Do you know how many times I've pictured you two? <laughs> you know. <laughs> John, John gives great hugs. Uh... You know, uh, what I recently watched, and since it kind of goes back to an uh, episode over the uh, summer, well, beginning of the summer, um, I watched, uh, I know that voice. It's now mm-hmm. on Netflix. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, I saw it on Netflix. I put it on my queue. I, mean, I, I really liked it. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Hmm. And then, of course, I mean, John DiMaggio is great anyways. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's definitely... Mostly him. He's in, well, he produced and directed the thing. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. But I was actually surprised at how much of it was focused on uh, Mel Blanc. Well, it kind of makes sense. It does kind of make sense. That guy's got to be considered a fucking legend. Yeah. I mean, just the sheer amount of voices he produced for the Looney Tunes. Yeah. It's just, he did every single one, essentially, right? (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. So there's a good portion of it about him, which I thought was really nice and kind of mm. unexpected. Um, and then the majority of the people on there, you get, uh, I'm spacing his name, but he did uh, Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars. Oh, oh, fuck, I know what you're talking about. He did uh, Titus in uh, Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, Maurice LaMarche, the mm-hmm. brain. Yeah, yeah. DiMaggio, Rob Paulson. Did you see the, uh, uh, um, Dima- uh, not, uh Paulson and, uh, Maurice, they did a uh, a short thing where Pinky and the Brain, they were um, like Pinky finally, you know, a, a, you know, he asked Brain, you know, what are we doing tonight, yeah. Brain or whatever the fuck, and uh, um, eventually, like Brain just kind of breaks down and starts cursing Pinky out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you stupid fucking piece of shit. I would have. Taking over the world by now, if it wasn't for you. <laughs> uh, the, the voice of uh, Wacko. Wacko, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, the little one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm spacing his actual name right now. Um, D. Bradley Baker was on there. Uh, and then you had Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy. Mm. Uh, a bunch of them. Mm. Uh, uh, Andrea mm. Romano was, was a big part of it. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, especially if you already know if you're already yeah, a fan yeah. of voice acting and yeah. you know these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a lot of fun. Nolan North is on there quite a bit, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it to anybody who likes voice acting and cartoons and yeah, yeah. Cool. it's good. Yeah, I, I want to watch it again. <laughs> um, oh, uh, so is the voice of Shredder, the current Shredder. The current oh oh the black guy yeah the black guy Kevin Michael Richards yeah yeah yeah, yeah he's there on there quite a bit too he did the uh, shark and Lilo and Stitch yeah and in Kingdom Hearts <laughs> <laughs> he's done a lot of stuff yeah yeah <laughs> Wait, he plays a shark in the movie and the video game well it's the same character 
It's like oh, okay. Kingdom Hearts is that. Uh, I know Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah. So they did a Lilo and Stitch world in one of the. Uh, oh. yeah. I'm, I didn't know Which that. one? Uh, the one for the PSP, Birth okay. by Sleep. Okay. It was before Lilo showed up on Earth. Okay. It was when he was on the spaceship escaping. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, did you hear the. Uh, uh, yesterday, the, uh, the Tokyo Game Show started yeah. up. Oh, did it? Yeah, there's a new trailer for MGS5. It, it, not a lot happened, and it was all in Japanese. So I couldn't really understand what the fuck no, was happening. No, it wasn't subtitled. No, it was uh, uh, the the chick with the, uh, the 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 who who basically just wears a bra, panties, and the fishnets. Yeah. She she pops down at the base, and apparently she has the ability to just completely disappear somehow. She's not, does she have to be naked? No, no, no. It's like her uh, like something pops out of her eyes and then she disappears huh. that was the trailer but yeah they, and they also had a trailer for Final Fantasy 15 oh sweet and they announced that uh, Tetsuya Nomura um, he's stepping down as co-director from Final Fantasy 15 so he can focus all of his energies on Kingdom Hearts 3 oh sweet yes it's kind of important because Tetsuya Nomura has been working on this Final Fantasy game for like a decade now. This, so, this one just yeah. dropped it? Well, I'm assuming upper management was probably like, look. You were selling that well. <laughs> the Final Fantasy games aren't selling that great. Kingdom Hearts are. Yeah. We made a shit ton of money off of that HD thing we did last year. Yeah. <laughs> so and we really just want three out as soon as possible. We're, we're no longer console exclusive. Uh-huh. Kind of bugs me a little bit. Well, it does a little bit. Square's always been, like, console exclusive. You like this purest I do. video games. Well, they, they stopped being console exclusive with 13. Yeah, I know. But Kingdom Hearts is no longer yeah, yeah. console exclusive. But yet, they go and take fucking Tomb Raider mm. over to the Xbox for however long it's going to be exclusive on this. They take our Kingdom Hearts, they get it, and now they take Tomb Raider. I really like the last Tomb Raider game. <laughs> so did I. I thought that was very, very well done. Um, but yeah, so I, I just, it was interesting to see that he was taken off. Or maybe... He was probably taken off. Yeah, um. yeah. It, was probably, it probably wasn't his choice. It was probably, he was probably made to do so. But yeah, because originally it wasn't even supposed to be Final Fantasy fifteen. It was like it was supposed to be a, a um, spinoff of thirteen, mm-hmm. and yeah. Then thirteen underperformed. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who liked thirteen. Did you like thirteen? Um, I like the battle system. But yeah, I did end up getting pretty bored and stopped playing. Mm-hmm. It was about, I don't know, 14 hours in or something like that. Oh, where, wow. Yeah. Like, huh? yeah, I got a shit to do. <laughs> 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 I think it was like the, the, the umpteenth time I felt like I was going through a dungeon and it was sort of like the same thing again. Like they were. But you still bought 13 too. Uh, it sounded interesting. I still haven't played it. Oh. And I, I have the third one too, just because they changed the battle system. Oh, they actually. Battle. Wait, there, it was three parts? Yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. But Man. yeah, so that's that's It'll be interesting to go shot. I did try to uh, um, play uh, Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. Um, which is like the last Super NES one because yeah. I saw the uh, um, 
a concert up in Chicago, mm-hmm. which is when my car broke down. <laughs> it was the Chicago Symphony, Symphony uh, performing a shit ton of Final Fantasy music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And half of the show is dedicated to Final Fantasy VI because it was like its 20th anniversary mm-hmm. or something like that. And, I, and they show footage and stuff while they're playing the music, and I'm watching it, and I'm kind of like, what the fuck is going on in that? It, it was enough to make me try and, uh, try to play the game. And originally... Yeah. Originally, I tried to download it on my Wii. Okay. I have a Wii U. Yeah. And the thing about the Wii U is it has a separate operating system for the, uh, the Wii portion of it. Mm-hmm. And they haven't released Final Fantasy VI for the Wii U, so I had to go into the Wii operating system and then download it. After I download it, I find out that I need a classic controller to actually play it, which is something I don't own yeah. and something they don't even produce anymore. Oh, wow. So I could have found it used at like GameStop or something for twenty bucks. Yeah. I said fuck it and downloaded it onto my P- PlayStation for like another ten. Oh. And then I tried playing it, and then I was like, "This was a bad idea." <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work for nothing. Yeah, because oh, you could have just torrented the damn thing, <laughs> <laughs> played it on an emulator for free. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. It was just one of those things where like I, I played a few hours of it. But there's a difference between those types of games on the Super NES versus, like, Super Mario World. Yeah. Where Super Mario World really feels as if it should be on that sort of thing. Yeah. When you try and play Final Fantasy... It still translates over to current systems pretty easily. In 6, I was just sort of like... It didn't look attractive, and it wasn't written particularly well enough for me to sort of give too much of a shit. Gotcha. Anything else? Anything else from Tokyo Game Show? Um, that's about all I know of at the moment. Uh, any anything new from Silent Hill? Because I played that trailer and the trailer was fucking awesome. I think they did do a new trailer. Oh, did they? Yeah. Sweet. I I didn't watch it or anything. Well, will you get that because of Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro? Well, maybe. Depends on how it's reviewed, I guess. But you don't like being scared. said that you have said that i don't know i'm like, pretty sure i don't like playing like i tried playing a silent hill game and i was the 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 controls were shit oh was it was it the first one on I the think first so. playstation i think so oh, i was just yeah. like fuck the this controls were shit. Shit <laughs> the controls were pretty shitty on there and then i think i tried to play resident evil 4 i liked 4 what was it that stopped me from playing it Four's fucking hard. Maybe I just got busy and I. Ford's fucking hard. <laughs> I haven't beat four. That's the only Resident Evil I haven't beat. Well, and six. And I, I bought six used at half price books for like eight bucks and haven't played it. Yeah. Part of the reason, like, I bought it after I had my PS4. Yeah. So I just, like I said earlier, I haven't had my PS3 hooked up for about a year until yesterday <laughs> so yeah yeah, yeah I uh did you guys hear about uh, Duck Hunt in uh, Smash Brothers yeah, yeah I, I did, did not. when does that come out <laughs> um the 3DS version comes out in a couple weeks uh the Wii U version is supposed to be out before Christmas at some point Duck Hunt attached to yeah. Yeah, Smash yeah. Brothers yeah yeah he's a uh, it's the dog that uh, you know would pop up and laugh at you when you miss the fucking oh. dogs it's a dog and a duck on top of it that helps him like do attacks and shit hmm. the, uh, the the sort of awesome thing is like when he does smash attacks it looks like the crosshairs from the game you know, shooting how at sweet would that have been if they would have <laughs> released a, a gun for the Wii U 
just for that part of Smash Brothers. <laughs> what about Smash Brothers? They're already, re- <laughs> they're already. Yes. Uh, um, when Smash Brothers comes out on the Wii U, they're doing special like uh, uh, packages where it comes with a GameCube controller again, essentially. Oh, really? So you can actually control it with a GameCube nice. controller again. Nice. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, because the Wii U it doesn't have controller ports like the yeah. the Wii did, so you gotta get a special wireless thing for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, uh, the the duck hunt character, when he does his final smash, it's um, a bunch of ducks come in, carry the guy, uh, carry the uh, like an opponent away, and it, sh- it shows up in a field where like uh, the all the characters from those shooting games from the NES pop up and shoot you, <laughs> shoot the oh, character nice. he sent away. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> like the, from Hogan's Alley in like a western game, they just all start all opening up and shooting. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I was actually thinking about uh, buying a Wii U over like uh, like Black Friday. If mm. I can find a good deal on one, I was thinking about getting it. Just because I never owned a Wii, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of games I would like to own for the Wii, but there's also a lot coming out that I want for the Wii U. Mm. I had a lot of fun playing Mario Kart the other day. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I still maintain that that was a hard-ass game of Mario Kart. It was. Mm-hmm. It was pretty challenging. I don't know. Well, maybe... That, la- that last round, I was having a hard time with. Oh, yeah. That, that fucking Rainbow Road, the new one. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the one up in space? Uh-huh. That is a bitch. I mean, honestly, that was the best I've ever driven on that. It makes me want to go through that cup again with that same character and cart situation just because I'm like, oh my god. Not I, the same situation, though. Well, I mean, it's like one of, uh, like, I never finished, I haven't even finished third in that damn thing. Oh, wow. That's how, normally how bad I do on that uh, particular thing. And I'm just like, I haven't fallen off once. This character rocks in the scores. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you think it could have just been the substance? No, no, I All don't right. think it. No, I, I don't get anything to do with that. Um, yeah, that fucking Rainbow Road. Like it was kind of when my mom was in town um, a couple uh, months ago, and uh, mm-hmm. we were playing Mario Kart. And uh, it's actually part of the reason I got it because I knew we'd have fun playing it. But the funny thing is that like she, when I was younger, like she she played video games all the fucking time, mm-hmm. and like the driving games and stuff, she kicked ass at. And Your mom sounds a lot like my dad. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so yeah, th- this was the first time I've ever actually beaten her at Mario Kart, and she was actually really bad at it. Oh, it's know? hard. <laughs> she hasn't played in 10 years. Yeah. Mario Kart is designed to trip you up. <laughs> and she hasn't played video games in 10 years. Yeah, she, I, I, she's really not the biggest fan of the 3D. I mean, she was doing okay during, like, the 64 and GameCube years, but, yeah, yeah, it's been a while since she's actually sat down and played one of the console games. Gotcha. Phil, my dad still plays his PS2. <laughs> and still plays PS1 games on that said PS2. <laughs> He's still a fan of the original Diablo. I didn't even play that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like once a year or once every two years, I'll just wake up at like two in the fucking morning and here he is, like halfway through a new campaign on Diablo. I'm just like, huh, huh, all right. I, like <laughs> I remember being a small child and my grandmother was addicted to that game when it first, the Diablo. first Diablo came out. <laughs> wow. And so when I, would be, when I would get dropped off at grandma's house to, to be babysat, that resulted in me going through a whole lot of dungeons and trying to kill a whole lot of bad things <laughs> playing Diablo for hours. Wow. Huh. 
Yeah, I used to, uh, yeah, when I was younger and I couldn't actually really beat video games by myself, I would just sit there and watch my mom play or my aunt or something. Yeah. Like, my aunt would go through a turtle game and beat it for me. <laughs> I, can, I can never beat the first turtle game on NES. Nobody fucking can. That game's fucking hard. I still can't beat on that NES. fucking game. Yeah, that was just a cheap piece of shit. It's hard. Turtles in Time, though. That's a fun Turtles one. Turtles in Time is awesome. Yeah, that is that a good one. fucking game. But that first one, you get four fucking lives. Yeah. You can't regain lives. Well, you can <laughs> Once you get past a certain point in said game, yeah. you can then find the turtles that have been captured. Good luck fu- fucking getting to them. Yeah. The, t- the second one was pretty good, too. I remember playing that one a lot. Yeah. The one that started off in the apartment building. Yeah. Yeah, I really didn't get that far in those games. No, um, those games were fucking hard. I, well, they're probably still hard now. Did, did you guys, <laughs> speaking of old NES games, did you guys see that... There's a new Infinite Life uh, cheat on Super Mario Brothers. Just found. Mm-mm. What is it exactly? Oh, the, uh, it has to be done with two players. Uh-huh. And I forget what it is, but you have to go up like one of the, the stalks, and it'll actually come out at the bottom of another level. No shit. Yeah. Like, say you die. Yeah. And it'll come out on top of one of the other levels as another character. And like when you switch, yeah, it'll come out and you can use it. And then it just lines up with like the turtle shells where you can just keep hopping on the same same shell and get infinite lives. Hmm. That's odd. Yeah, first time in thirty fucking years that the game's been out. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I think that's impressive. It, you know, it's probably just a complete glitch. It has to be. But it happened. And, like, I want to know if they, like, somehow hooked their NES up and, like, proved that it could happen on the NES. Mm. Or if it was just some glitch in the new version of the game. I gotta imagine the NSA had their top computer scientists working on that for, like, for some time now. Right? Like, what kind of genius found that? Somebody with far too much time on there. Right? <laughs> Maybe somebody like Matt who really likes playing the NES versions of Mario. Right. <laughs> uh, More power to him. Yeah. Let's see, what else have I been doing? I'm watching a lot of anime. I'm going to be watching some anime. David's going to go watch some Cowboy Bebop. I am. I'm excited. Oh, fuck. That's a good series. I, I was actually... Uh, somebody at work uh, mentioned today they finished the uh, first Dragon Ball series. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, and I was like, okay, so if you're willing to watch 150 episodes of that... Watch 30 episodes of this? Yeah, watch some Cowboy Bebop and watch them an Attack on Titan. Is Attack on Titan good? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is, it dubbed? Is there a dubbed version of it? Yeah, I like the subtitled version better, though, honestly. Yeah, um, you can learn more Japanese that way. I mean, yeah, like, I like the dubbed version of Cowboy Bebop better. Like, yeah. I, I'm willing to, like, pick depending on, like, which one I actually consider better. I'm not, well, like, structurally. Like, yeah, I, I, I just like the voices that were picked on Attack on Titan and the Japanese version okay. better than. Gotcha. Yeah, Attack on Titan was is legitimately amazing. Like, I've, I, I've even rewatched it. And, uh, yeah, it's... I have an issue with subtitles, because I binge-watch. Uh-huh. It's really hard to binge-watch with subtitles. I don't have that issue. I call that reading a novel. 
Not if I'm, especially if I'm sitting there reading something, I'm normally pretty engaged. Uh, you know what show's really good that I've been watching? Uh, the Strain on FX. Is that the Guillermo del Toro yeah. one you produced? It's mm. really good. Mm. I really like it. Uh, Dave Bradley plays a, uh, uh, a Van Helsing-esque vampire hunter. Mm-hmm. But it's taken from, the main character works with the CDC. So it's kind of taken from him trying to cure the damn thing. You have Dave Bradley that's just chopping heads off and he's like, Yeah, like, oh, that was my friend you just killed. I'm just, what the hell are you doing? I'm just trying to decipher what that was. It's like a, it's like a weird Scooby-Doo. Why are you trying to tell me, Scooby? <laughs> Why are you calling my You smoke too much weed, Shaggy. That's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm going to call my own Scooby Sash thing. Sorry. Oh, shit. But yes, the strain's really good. <laughs> yeah, it is really good. It is. <laughs> it's it's a, a good strain. Oh, oh Born. Hmm? We could talk about Born. Yeah, um, there's going to be. Now, do I understand this correctly? There's going to be two. Well, okay. okay. Uh, uh, earlier this week, it was anou- oh, it was sort of announced um, that uh, Matt Damon and Paul Greengrass, who directed the uh, Born Supremacy and the Born Ultimatum, the yeah. last two Matt Damon mm-hmm. films, um, were going to come back and do another Born. Yeah. Now, a couple of days later, Frank Marshall, the producer in all the uh, the whole series, uh, came out and said they came with us with an idea. Nothing's been signed yet, yeah. so it, it, we're developing both the Jeremy Renner one and the Matt Damon one, whichever one's sort of finished first. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I mean, it's like the Renner one and the Justin Lin one. I think is like all signed and ready. Yeah. They're just developing it. Yeah. The uh, Matt Damon one and Paul Greengrass one. It's like uh, apparently Greengrass and his uh, I want to say it's either his editors, director of photography, or something. Um came to them with a, a strong idea what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And if Paul, Gr- Paul Greengrass was coming back, then Damon said he would come back yeah. if Greengrass wanted to do something. Um, so, I mean, nothing's official yet. Yeah. It's still sort of up in the air to a certain degree. We're, de- we're probably definitely getting a born film in 2016 of some mm-hmm. kind. It just It's undecided whether it's Jeremy Renner or Matt Damon. It's probably Yeah. Just put Jeremy Renner in prison one with Matt Damon and give everybody what they wanted in the last one. Yeah. Oh, well, was one of them going to kill the other? <laughs> I don't see why. I don't see why they would. <laughs> That's what I wanted. To. Why? Yeah. I, I like <laughs> the, I That's the awfully violent of you. <laughs> Do you not remember the scene where he kills the man with the big pen? Well, he doesn't kill him, but he stabs him multiple times with the big pen. Yeah. I want something like that. <laughs> Between two great action stars. <laughs> so you want a newspaper versus a pen? <laughs> I don't care what they fight with. They could just fight so, with readers and I'd be happy. As long as it was intense. So just a little sword fight. If, if, uh, if Damon and Greengrass come back, do they just not continue with Jeremy Renner? That's what I... Or would I, they have well, two franchises? Well, I, what I understood it, it would be two franchises. Yeah, that's what I thought too. So, well, I mean, they could both take place in the same fucking universe. Yeah, 
So you'd have a Bourne series with Jason Bourne, uh-huh. and then a Bourne series without Jason Bourne, <laughs> but Bourne is still in the title. I feel as if, uh, if they were really smart about it, they'd do like the, 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 the Damon one, then the Renner one or something, and yeah. then they just do... A team up. Yeah. The so Bourne team up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The born duo, the born, <laughs> the born butt buddies. <laughs> well, it kind of also makes me wonder if in like the next Mission Impossible, if Jeremy Renner will take over that franchise fully too. <laughs> Jeremy Renner's just taking over every franchise, isn't he? <laughs> but can't get his own at Marvel. <laughs> well, apparently, Whedon's trying to uh, like he. What he's trying uh, because you know Cap. Tony and Thor already already got their own yeah. movies. He's not really going to focus on them as mm-hmm. much as like, you know, Banner and Hawkeye and the new characters he's introducing. Yeah. Did you see the, uh, the synopsis? No, not the synopsis. There was actually like a full picture of the Vision. That, oh yeah, that yeah, leaked. yeah, yeah. And uh, that, that was that was pretty good looking. Yeah. It's actually uh, besides like the lack of giant fucking collar, it's pretty spot on how yeah, he looks yeah, in the I comics, like which is kind of surprising. Because you would think they would try to tone in the colors a little bit, but no, he's still fucking weird looking. (laughs) Uh, Also, a bit of Marvel stuff. Did you see the uh, picture of uh, uh, Peggy Carter and the Howling Commandos for the season premiere of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. Uh, And and they just cast, uh, uh, I don't remember the actor's name, but they cast Jarvis, Edwin Mm -hmm. Jarvis. Yeah. Which will be interesting. Nah, I shouldn't remember who that is. Uh, Jamie D'Arcy? Maybe. Yeah, I think that's it. That or James about, Darcy or something like that. That sounds right. Yeah. So I'm just like, wow, this guy has to be really impactful in the young Tony Stark's life in some well, maybe, fashion. Yeah. Well, he, he, he was probably, honestly, the guy who probably cared for Tony. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I don't imagine, I mean, we saw it in Iron Man 2. Howard Stark's probably not the best father in the yeah. world. <laughs> what, what do you think about Drone Slattery coming back as Howard Stark in Ant-Man? Well, it makes sense if they're you know looking at a particular time period. Yeah. Well, I, I like that. I was mm-hmm. I was kind of worried since we had Dominic Cooper that it would always yeah. be Dominic Cooper now. Well, I mean, I, don't know, I think it makes sense. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. I guess it sort of make you know, Dominic Cooper can grow up in the John Slattery sort of kind of. Maybe. <laughs> also, uh, Xavier's gonna be bald on the next X Men. Why? He's they... losing his hair. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Actually, given a reason for it, or they um, just, I don't know. They're just going. Ah, I'm just going bald. Yeah. Who knows? Dive in. Who knows? Maybe maybe Cyclops will have an accident and blow his hair off. <laughs> Who knows? Mm. All right, I guess that wraps it up for today. Okay, yeah, I can't think of. I can't think of much else to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm probably good. Yeah. Uh, what's the next movie we have to watch? Tusk. Tusk, Tusk. Tusk comes out this weekend. This weekend, yeah. So we're gonna try and go see it together. Yeah. See what the fuck Kevin Smith did. <laughs> My best time to see it will probably be tomorrow, like I said. Well, I, I can see a chance can. Yeah. So. I'll go watch a movie by myself if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> when's, the, uh, when's the next time you're free? Sunday afternoon at some point. I can do that. Can you do that? Yeah, I don't have any plans on Sunday yet. Alright. Yeah, I'll probably go watch it then. Alright, uh, pick a time and I'll let you know. Okay. I'll, I'll try and be back by then. Alright. I'm on scene. Yeah. What else came out this week? I think the Maze Runner did. Oh, did it? Yeah. That's yeah. that one that's using the extended uh, In IMAX. some theaters, yeah. The, oh, yeah, uh, the thing where it goes around you. Yeah. Where I they're th- extending the, the mazes. And 
some shit. It seems interesting if it can be done well. Yeah, I saw, I watched a video of them doing it, and I can see, I mean, yeah, it really only works as sort of, per, of uh, as a peripheral thing, yeah. though, because it's not like you can have important information yeah. being communicated to the audience on the corner of their eye, unless your purpose was trying to fuck with them or something. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. <laughs> Like, 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 if you're, like you're, if you're in a horror movie yeah, and they have shit sweet. going on that'd on the sweet. side while you're like you're focusing on something else and you're like and boom fuck yeah that that would be cool it's all around <laughs> me that would be sweet um, yeah I can't think of anything that comes out there next um, a couple months have you guys seen the trailer for uh, Michael Keaton's Birdman yeah when does that come out that's in October that's in October have that you seen sweet. the trailer for that and it can only work with Michael Keaton yeah, it, yeah. it really only could it's a um, Michael Keaton's playing sort of a has-been actor who played um, oh who played a um, you know a superhero role yeah. he's essentially playing himself except that instead of Batman it's a Birdman and he's trying to do like a one man show on Broadway or something like that and it's sort of about him trying to resuscitate his career and it just—you—you you probably should watch a trailer to truly understand why we're excited about that. Because honestly, that probably sounds like a boring thing to watch. But it—it's it, because part of the funny thing is that in the voiceover, he's talking to himself as Batman to himself, talking about how pathetic he is. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about the movie. A, a co-worker of mine watched a trailer for that, and he was just like, holy fuck, that looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, still, I still hold out hope that sometime, at some point they'll do like a straight live-action version of uh, The Dark Knight Returns, even though that's probably what we'll get with Batman Superman. Yeah. I just want old Michael Keaton being Batman again. <laughs> I think that'd be the shit. That would be kind of cool to see. So we're getting Ben Affleck. Yeah. Gone Girl, Gone Girl comes out in a couple weeks. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That does that's the beginning good. of October. Yeah, I think, so yeah, I think movie season starting to pick back up again. I never did see Sin City two. Neither did I. Yeah. It got terrible reviews. Yeah. And I wasn't that excited to see it in the first place. Yeah. That it was like that and Ghostbusters was the thing I didn't go out and see. Really, I, did, I didn't even get of. to see Expendables. This is the first Expendables I haven't seen in theaters. I'm sorry. That you're missing fun. out, dude. <laughs> that was fun as hell. You're, you're the minority in this. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, we got. We, we have a time limit now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's weird. Um, um, but all right, coming up, we you can come see at least me speaking at uh, Awesome Indi- Con at Awesome Con in Indianapolis, in Indianapolis Indiana. on Sunday. Do we have anybody who listens to this outside of Indianapolis? What? I don't know. I just, I some, I, I, like a part of my brain suddenly just realized, do we have people outside of the state listening? Bronies. <laughs> we have I always all fall over. back on the bronies. <laughs> I always fall over. back on but, the bronies. Uh, October 5th uh, at 2 p.m. Sunday. He looked really sure about that. <laughs> I, I, I am per- I'm 80% sure of that. Uh, you can come see me. Gabe's moderating the panel, of course. Okay. And then you got a guy from, uh, one of the guys from Nerd Management. I'm not sure if it's going to be uh, uh, Warner or if it's going to be somebody else. And then one of the guys from uh, the Miller Time podcast, which is a Pacers podcast. Oh, so with, just podcasting in Indiana. Yeah, it's, it's the uh, Indiana podcasting panel. Well, it's a good thing you've actually watched Pacer games, so yeah. you could. <laughs> yeah. And they're actually with Nuvo as well, oh. so. Yeah. 
If I was up there and all started talking about basketball, I probably would be a little fucked. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, it's about podcasting. I don't even start watching football because I keep on forgetting it's on. Yeah, football keeps <laughs> pissing me off. I almost don't want to watch football. It's pissing me the fuck off. <laughs> all right. Anyways, yeah, that's uh, Sunday, August 5th. Awesome Con, Indianapolis. Come check us out. I think we might have some more information coming about that. I'm not positive. Gabe keeps on hitting stuff on Facebook. I know. And his phone's dead. He Uh, broke his phone, so I can't call him and find shit out. (laughs) Because when we first talked to him, it was three panels that we were going to be having. And then he got me the info about one. But not the other two. But not the other two possible panels, so I don't know. Okay. So I don't want to say anything. I'm not sure. <laughs> what they are. All right. Um, yeah, uh, I'm David West. I'm David Gilman. And Chance Hoover. He's going to go to bed. He's, I'm he's so tired. I've, I've been up since 6, and I went to bed at 3 last night. So I got three oh. hours of sleep, and here we are. <laughs> what the fuck time is it? Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. All right, peace out, everyone. Keep listening.